God bless everyone and welcome to Build Up in Christ podcast. My name is Darby Paris and Happy New Year. This is going to be season two of Build Up in Christ and Happy New Year to everyone who's listening. This is the year 2021 and this is an opportunity for um, you to realize this is a new year, new you. Hallelujah. And as we can see in this new year, we need a new year. Um, we know 2020 was a difficult year with the pandemic. Um, there's been a lot of loss. There's been a lot of struggles, a lot of anxiety. We see in society a lot of people who suffered depression. And sadly, some people have even taken their own lives. Um and that's why more so we have to introduce Christ to people because Christ is the only one who could get us through our struggles and alleviate our anxieties. Um, some of you may know a believer in Christ and you say, yo, but that person still suffers through anxieties. Well, that's between them and the Lord, because what it comes down to is if you're if you're a believer in Christ and you're still suffering through anxieties, we have to depend more on Christ so those anxieties can be less. And that's what this podcast episode is about. New Christ, new you, how to depend more on Christ to get you through your turmoil, your anxieties, because we have to keep in mind that no matter what difficulties we're going through, it is temporary. It's only for a season and it too shall pass, as the word says. So for this episode, um, the verse I'm going to start off with is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And I'm going to read in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And it's in the English Standard Version. And it reads as follows. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. We thank you, Lord, for this word, Lord, Father God. Lord, that you help us um, consume your word. That your word penetrate our hearts, Lord, Father, God, that whoever is listening to this podcast, that they be blessed by your word and only your word, Lord. May your word be the only thing that comes out of my mouth, Lord. I'm here to do your will, Lord, Father, God, Lord, that these people who are listening to this podcast, that they be blessed by your word and the message, Lord, and that they be encouraged, Lord, Father, God, and that they come to serve you in your name, Jesus. Amen. So I thank you for listening. There's been some listeners coming from overseas. I am based in the United States, in New York. And I noticed um, we have some listeners in Tokyo. We have listeners in um, Brazil, um, the United Kingdom, and so many other places besides as well as the United States. And I would like to thank all the listeners for listening. I hope you have been blessed by this message. I hope you continue following the podcast. Um, if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. Or if you're listening through Spotify as well, please leave a review. We're now accessible through many podcast apps such as Podchaser, um, Google Podcasts, um, so many out there. But hopefully you're listening and hopefully you're sharing with others so others can be blessed as well. So again, we're looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, how it, it says that we're anyone who's in Christ is a new creation, meaning a new creature. 
And in Christ refers to being in union with Christ through the Holy Spirit. Um, and a new creation is any believer who's transformed in Christ as part of God's renewal of all creation. As a new creation, believers grow into the likeness of Christ. If we was to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, it says, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. If you're in Christ, once you give yourself to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and you understand that we are all sinners, and we're only redeemed sinners through the blood of Christ. Due to the fact of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, he took all our sins upon him. So now we live in him. And he lives in us. So we have to be mindful of how we carry ourselves, how we walk. So we have to be more Christ-like. How do you become more Christ-like? By focusing on him. How do you focus on him? By focusing on God's word, which was left for us. So we have a way to be focused on him and be guided by his word. Um, A.T. Robinson says, The baptized life means that the Christian is seeking heaven and is thinking heaven. His feet are upon the earth. But his head is with the stars. He is living like a citizen of heaven here on earth. See, we have to keep our eyes on the heavenly things because we, we can easily be distracted by earthly things. And in the United States, we've been distracted a lot by politics. And we've chosen sides when really there's only one side, which is Christ. But not in the sense of, oh, I'm going to vote for Trump because he stands for Christ. No, no, no. We have to understand that no man is our savior. The only man who's our savior is Jesus Christ who came in the flesh. Therefore, we shouldn't be looking for another man to save us. We have Jesus Christ. So when we come to get involved in politics, we can pray for our leaders. We can still vote. Of course, vote your, your godly conscience. But don't be so focused on the things of politics that you take away your eyes from the heavenly things. We have to keep in mind that we're no longer citizens of any country once we come to Christ. Our passport no longer says I'm a citizen of Tokyo, citizen of the United Kingdom, citizen of the United States. Now we are a citizen of heaven. So we need to keep our eyes on heavenly things. So as long as we walk on this earth, we have to be guided by his word and the Holy Spirit. And the only way we can be shaped by that, that we could keep our eyes on heavenly things is to continuously pray to the Lord, but also be involved in God's word. Read it, consume it. Let the, the word be planted in your hearts. As Colossians chapter two, verses six and seven says, let your roots grow down into him. And it reads as follows. You're alive in Christ. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. Rooted and built up in him, establishing the faith just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. So what does it mean to walk? The word walk is one that is often used in the Christian life. It speaks of action, of progress. You cannot walk and remain in the same place unless you're on a treadmill. Now, that's a different story. But no, seriously, you cannot walk and remain in the same place. So it is in the Christian life. We're either going forward or you're going backward. 
That's why we have to keep our eyes on heavenly things. We have to keep moving forward. The only way to keep moving forward is to avoid looking back. And the only way you avoid looking back is to keep your eyes on heavenly things. Keep your eyes on Christ. We thank you, Lord. Paul informs us that as Christians, a veil has been lifted. So we, unlike unbelievers, are able to gaze upon the glory of the Lord. The Greek word is doxa. Our focus on doxa, the glory of the Lord, his image, his divine splendor, helps us. It helps in our transformation into the same glorious image. In the old covenant, Moses alone was not was allowed to see the glory of the Lord. Moses' face had to be veiled after he finished speaking with the people, but we can have an unveiled face. Paul reminds us that a Christian's resurrected body is transformed into a body of doxa, a body of glory. This body is in comparison to the former body of weakness, which is affected by disease, sinfulness, and death. Oftentimes, when there's a new year, we tend to make new resolutions. And that's people in the flesh. We say many things like, I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to try to lose weight. I'm going to get organized. Or I'm going to learn a new skill or hobby. Or I'm going to live life to the fullest. Or the favorite term of, of, of the youth of the world today, you only live once. So I'm going to live to the maximum potential. You decide to promise to save more money or spend less. Or to quit a bad habit such as smoking, drinking, or you decide to spend more time with family and friends or travel more or read more. These are our promises, uh, resolutions we make when we make a New Year's resolution. But we have to hope to spark a positive change. See, the recurring themes each year include a more active approach to health and fitness, improved finances, learning new things. But chances are that... Those things we don't keep up with. These resolutions we never keep up with. There's a reason why gyms make so much money in the beginning start of the new year. Why they target so many people in the new year. Because they know people are going to join the gym because they want to transform themselves. But they will never keep up with that transformation. So therefore they continue paying a bill to a gym but never attend. But despite the best intentions... Once the glow of a fresh new year wears off, many people struggle to make good on their plans. According to a study published in the Journal of Clinical Psychology, only 46% of people who made a New Year's resolution were successful. That means over half the people who set a goal for the new year will fail. Let's look at the word resolutions. It means the act of determining, the act of answering, solving, the act of analyzing a complex notion into simpler ones. If you want to realize a New Year's resolution this year, follow these steps. These are the steps we should follow. One, mentally prepare for change. Changing ingrained habits is no easy task. So before diving headfirst into a New Year goals, it's important to take a step back and get ready for that impending change. The first breakthrough and change is taking a personal inventory. For those who've been listening to me before on this podcast, I always say that one should always be evaluating ourselves spiritually through a spiritual mirror. How Christ-like am I? Am I doing things the way Christ would want to? We have to think about the following. What did I set out to do in the past year? 
Where did I make progress? Where didn't I see progress? We have to be specific when it comes to setting resolutions. It's easy to set bad goals that could lead to poor follow through. But we can do smart goals such as articulate resolution as clearly as possible. For example, I'm going to quit smoking so it's I am in better health. I'm going to measure, quantify the resolution if possible by I'm going to be 10% healthier by stopping smoking. Um, set attainable goals. Choose a goal within the realm of possibility. Yet challenging. Like, for example, I'm going to make 10 friends this year. I'm going to extend myself. I'm going to be more approachable to people. That's amazing. And it's, it may be pretty hard to do, for, especially for those who, who keep to themselves. But it is doable. Keep it relevant to your priorities and goals. And keep it time sensitive. Give yourself a time frame in which to achieve a goal. A deadline will instill some urgency. Provide a time when you can celebrate your success. We must write down your goals. Because it's great to have goals. But it's critical to document them in some way. Writing establishes intention. Like keeping a journal. But action needs to be taken to achieve your resolution. You have to take steps. Having written an account of your goals is a constant reminder to take action. Here are a few ways you could document your resolutions for the year 2021. Write them in a journal. Draft an email to yourself. Store a note on your phone or other note-taking device or app. Print something and tape it to the wall to remind yourself of your goals. Share your resolution with others. Because there's a saying that says, if a tree falls in a forest and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? It's great to make a resolution for yourself and maybe even write it down. But if no one else knows about it, how is easy it is to forget about or even ignore? And when you don't achieve it, no one will notice or care. On the flip side, your counterparts who decide to tell someone about their goal feel something different now that you've gone public with their goal they feel a sense of obligation and accountability we should share this with our fellow brothers sisters in christ find someone you trust and share your goals and say this year i'm going to try to read the whole bible or um this year i i, I promise to read the new testament you know but set attainable goals and accountability have someone you're accountable to have someone that you can um meet up with whether it be a small cell group or a person or brother, sister in Christ and compare notes. How far have you gotten in your goal so far? Spiritually, always evaluate yourself. If you fall off track, get back on quick. Rome was not built in a day. We've established it takes time for your resolution to become a reality. And we know change is difficult. Setbacks can happen, let's be real, but so long as they are handled correctly, they will not impact the big goal. The key is to avoid a defeatist attitude at all costs. If there is a setback, it's important to understand what led to that moment. How can you avoid a similar situation in the future? For example, if I play video games after work and I do not read the word, then don't play video games after work. Okay? All right. Once a mistake is made, own it and move on to the next. For example, if you skip the study session, make it up tomorrow and keep it moving. 
If you set go of reading the Bible in one year and you don't get to finish by the end of the year, keep going. And then when you finish, start another goal. See, the battle for Christ's mind likeness and self-discipline begins in the mind. Let's look at Colossians chapter 3. We're going to read verses 1 through 14. Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 through 14. And it reads as follows. Put on the new self. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear in him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in dumb. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not in Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, synth, slave, free, but Christ is all in all. Put on then. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all, put these on, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Hallelujah. So the battle for Christ's mind likeness. If we look at the first verse, it's to remember our identity. We tend to not leave the house without our ID. Therefore, we should remember ours by focusing first on our position in Christ. It starts there. Paul argues that since we have a new position, we need a new perspective. Permanent change and improvement always happens from the inside out. We need to renew our thought life. As verse 2 states, we must focus our minds on things above and raise new internal standards. As we see verses 3 through 7, we got to recognize that our old life is dead. We have to change Change does not happen if we don't maintain any way to return to old patterns. We can't allow things to allow us to step backwards. We have to keep always moving forward. As verse 8 and 11 states, we must release past habits. We got to put off the old, like taking off a worn jacket or clothes. And how beautiful it is that when you have a new pair of clothes to put fresh clothes on, I mean, you're so quick to take on the take off the old when you have a new set of clothes. And that's how we have to be in Christ. Put on the new. We are new in Christ. 
verse 12 through 14 says, replace them with new ones. We have to get rid of old habits when we replace them with new ones for them. So if we're getting rid of old habits, we have to find new ones. What are new ones we could find, such as reading God's word, associating with people who will sharpen you and encourage you in Christ. Start a cell group. Find like-minded individuals. These are things we can do to keep old habits away and start new ones. Um, We're called to be disciples, but we're also called to be disciple makers. So once you are at a point of a, a certain level of discipleship, then you should be making other disciples. Charles Stanley says, as we spend time in prayer and Bible study, the Holy Spirit builds God's truth into our conscience. The filter through which we process our behavior and decisions. An an inner alarm will go off if we think or act in a way that doesn't align with that filter. It is God's warning when we have stepped out of bounds. See, we serve a mighty God. And we have our beautiful, um, humble Lord Jesus Christ, who when he ascended to heaven, he gave us and promised us a helper which is the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit resides in us. And once we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we're made new. And once we're made new, we have the Holy Spirit there to help us. So we have to be attuned to the Holy Spirit. And the only way you could be attuned to the Holy Spirit is to be involved in God's Word, consume God's Word. Now, once you've grown a bit, You make a commitment when you decide to be baptized in the waters. And that, when you get baptized in the waters, what you're doing is that you're symbolizing and you're making a commitment when you say that once you're under the water, your old self is dead. And when you rise, you're being resurrected just as Jesus Christ was resurrected from those waters. And you're a new creature and Christ resides in you. And so does the Holy Spirit. So you have to do new things. You can't do the things of old. Okay? All right. If we look at Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, and this is in the New Living Translation, pressing on towards the goal. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already, already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. So we have to press on to our goals. Our goals is to be more Christ-like. The only way we can be more Christ-like is to read and consume God's word as well have a very well-involved prayer life. Um, My pastor, which is Pastor Sam Colon of Circle of Christ Church, has started um, for this month a 21-day prayer, focus on prayer, which we pray three times a day, morning, afternoon, and evening. And the reason behind that is to be attuned to the Lord. And to start the new year with a a new focus, focus on God's word and to be attentive to the Holy Spirit as God speaks to us. Because there are new decisions to be made, but there's also work to be done. 
And God has a purpose for every one of us, each and every one of us. And we have to be attuned to that. And in order, the only way we could be attuned to that is to be attuned to God's word and his voice. And you can only hear his voice if you're attuned to him through God's word. So we have to be in God's word. Find a translation that's easy for you to read and read God's word. Nowadays, there's so many ways to hear God's word through apps, um, through Audible. There's so many ways. Always, when you hear preaching, confirm it with God's word. Always be ready to study God's word. And that's goals you could set for yourself for the new year. So you could be more Christ-like. So people can see the fruits of the Spirit in you. So people can see the glory of God, the glory of Christ in you. We don't need a veil any longer. People can see the glory of God in you. So let it be shown. Let it shine. As the song says, let it shine, let it shine. Hallelujah. We have to put on the new self. So for this new year, Take a spiritual evaluation of yourself. Set new goals. Stop doing the things you did of old. Start looking at things above and keep your eyes on Christ. Hallelujah. We have to keep our eyes on heavenly things so we can do the things of the Lord. We cannot let emotions dictate our actions. We know that the news can be traumatizing. Turn off the news. Focus on heavenly things. Consume the word of God. Let the word of God fortify you and strengthen you. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. So for this new year, set attainable goals. Start reading God's word. Find a cell group, if anything. And continue to grow in God's spirit. Uh, I hope this message blesses you. I hope it fortifies you. I hope you've been enjoying our podcast here at Build Up in Christ. If you're listening to um, our podcast through Apple Podcasts, Google Spotify, Google Podcasts, whichever device app you enjoy, please leave a review. And um, also you can follow me on Twitter. Just search for Build Up Christ as well as Instagram, which is Build Up Christ. Um, also, if you look on the Bus um, Sprout website, you can see the links for the Instagram and the Twitter. Um, may God continue to fortify you, give you strength, and God bless you. God keep you. <music>